about, I guess about four weeks ago, I was at my house. People was in my house, and I was playing my guitar. And I started noticing something about myself. I, pride had settled in. This is not something I'm very happy of talking about. And I started lifting up myself. And the Holy Ghost smote my heart. And Blackie, you ever thought about something felt like just pulled your heart out of your chest? God did. He dealt with me, convicted me. I said, what are you doing, son? So I, I got up and, and it, it, didn't, it didn't ease up. You know, I, I usually get up and I, I, I go, you know, I went in my bathroom, take a shower. And, and man, it was so heavy. The conviction was so real. I said, Lord, please forgive me. Because it's not my glory that matters. Amen. My righteousness is as a filthy rags before him. And I can't for a minute think that I could ever even compare to the living and the glorious king that I serve. I want to talk about pride today. I want you to turn me to first, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Paul is addressing in a time before Jesus would come back, perilous times. And he's identifying the way the world would be before he'd return. I'm going to tell you right now, God hates pride. God thinks pride's an abomination. He hates it. It doesn't belong in our lives. When we seek to self-glory ourselves and self-exalt uh, ourselves and make it sound like we're, we're, we're the, the, the prize of the jewel. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God is not happy with that. My Bible says God calls it an abomination. Today, there's a lot of people in their grave because of pride. Amen. A lot of people backslidden from God because of pride. Because they came to church and they thought everybody would notice them. Come on, everybody would exalt them. And they would be the, uh, what you call the uh, life of the party. The exalted ones. But when nobody did it, they backslid on God. Hallelujah. Or, or, or I'm just preaching to myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we learn something about pride. It's a very evil sin. It is the sin that links all rebellion. Because Satan thought he could dissolve himself above God's throne. He was one of God's high angels. Probably led worship because the Bible says that he had pipes coming out of himself. Because he probably was the worship leader in heaven. But he thought he could take God's place. <laughs> and he rebelled and he, he deceived two-thirds of the angels in heaven with him. God cast him out. And it all started with pride. Exalt, Satan will exalt himself above God. I'm not going to name no names today. I heard a preacher the other day. No, I wouldn't call him a preacher, seriously. He believes he's equal with Jesus. Because he quoted a scripture that said, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus, and, and of course, he, that's talking about Christ. 
This preacher says, well, I'm equal with Jesus, so I'm equal with God. I said, that man, he needs to get saved. He's got an ego problem and a self problem that God is not happy with. I don't want to stand before the Lord one day and have to be in his shoes. Because nobody's equal with God but Jesus. The Bible says Jesus is, says I am, which is a name for God. He told the Pharisees one day when the Pharisees said, you, you're, not even, you're not even 50 years old and you think, you know, you equal with God? He says, before Abraham was, he says, I am. I got, I got a, little, a little funny with that sometimes. He wasn't I was. He wasn't I'm going to be. He says, I am. When he told that to Moses, he was I am. When he told that to the apostles, he said, I am. When he told that to the Pharisees, when he tells it to you, I am. You know what that means? Time don't matter with God. God always was. He was I am in the beginning. He's I am in the days of Moses. He's I am in the days of the apostles. He's I am right now. Because he never I was or I was going to be. I am. I was. He says, I am. And to hear a preacher, I wouldn't call him a preacher. I wouldn't even call him a Christian. I'm sorry to say that. Exalt himself, he says, I am equal with God. That came out of his mouth. I said, if you're equal with God, why don't you stop them hurricanes? And why don't you go into these hospitals and clear, clean the place out and speak life and speak? Uh, well, if you're equal with God, no, you know why he can't do it? Because he's not equal with God. He's not even saved. And I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I, I'm telling you what the word says, okay? He's a lover of himself. <laughs> Boastful. Arrogant. Come on, somebody. Self-centered. Shouldn't be behind a pulpit. But if I told you his name, thousands of people listen to this guy. He feels the, and I thought about self. We might be just a few this morning, but the gospel is here. Amen. See, many are called, the Bible said, but very few are chosen. There's not going to be a, <laughs> compared to the population of this planet, which is right, right about 7 billion people right now. That's not going to be a whole lot going to heaven. Well, come on, somebody. <laughs> because the gospel is, is, is not about man. It's not about denominations. It's not about a preacher or a priest or a rabbi. It's about Jesus. Come on, Holy Ghost. It's about his glory and his praise. That's where it's at. I'm at the point in my own life, praise God. Listen, Jesus said it's settled in heaven. The word is settled in heaven. You know what the only thing God places above himself? This, his word. Amen. He says, I place my, his word above his own self. Because he honors his word. He don't honor what a man says or a preacher says or anybody else says or denominates. He honors his word. My God, I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. I said he'll honor his word. He won't honor what I say. He won't honor what some other preacher says or some priest says or some rabbi says. He's going to honor his word. I laughed the other day. I said, I listened to one the other day. He said, God asked my opinion about something. Really? <laughs> I said, God needs your opinion? 
Why would God go to sinful man for his opinion? God don't need my opinion. <laughs> I cry out for his mercy. Every, I want to know what his will is. As a, as a preacher, as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, I want to know what his will is. Listen to this verse. But know this, that in the latter times or last days, perilous times will come. Well, I mean, we're in perilous times. We're in troubled times, problem times. For men will be lovers of themselves. What does that mean? Because they love themselves. They place themselves on the throne. They place themselves in exaltation. They place themselves above everything else. Men shall be lovers of themselves. It says, lovers of money. I can name a few preachers right now. I'm not going to do that. That's all they talk about. Money. One preach, me and my wife, listen, one, one uh, preacher say this, and he's not a preacher. He's by, he needs to get saved. He says this. He says, don't tell me you can have peace by just believing in Jesus. If you don't got no money, you don't got no peace. I said, that man needs to be saved. That's the kind of people this, this scripture is talking about. Love of money. We all like money. But when we love money, nothing wrong with having money. Nothing wrong, we all, we all needed to buy food, do things. But when you become a lover of money, that's, that's your goal, is to get money. Money, 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 money. And that's all you hear out of some of these prosperity preachers. The lover of money. It says, boasters. Look at me. Look at me. Look how wonderful I am. I'm God's elect. I'm, 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 listen, I'm equal with God. Come on, you, you think I'm joking. I heard that myself. If you're listening to Mr. Kenneth Copeland, turn him off. He's lost. If you listen to Jesse Duplantis, the same people. They do the very same. I heard these people say this. Placing themselves above God or equal with God. You imagine a man saying he's equal with God? They said that, not me. I studied this stuff. I listened to what's coming out of their mouths. Out of the abundance of the mouth. Lovers of money. Jesse Duplantis said the other day, now I'm not going to name no name, but I got it for you in case you have to hear them. Are you listening to them? You know, Paul said he identified with Alexander. He said he is backslidden. He talked about naming names. He said, people say I'm a millionaire. That's not true. He says, I'm a multi-millionaire. That came out of his mouth. That didn't come out of my mouth. Kenneth Copeland identified himself. He's very close to being a billionaire. He's worth about $700 million right now. And all they talk about is sowing the seed, paying tithes to them, giving them money. One guy was working for him, and I'm not going to... Get them still now, but he had. He said every day there's a there's a, 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 a one of the, what you call those those armored truck with money coming in to that ministry every day. A lover of money, Joyce Myers, another one. There's a lady asked her said this, and I'm just telling you for the for the sake of what I'm saying. 
boastful. They asked her, what if somebody is giving their last money to you? Don't you feel bad about that? She said, no, I don't. She owns property. She's got seven houses. I'm not houses. Almost mansions sitting on that property. And all her family lives in that, in that, in that complex. Lovers of money. Proud, boastful, blasphemous. It says they will be unthankful, unholy, disobedient to parents, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal. I'm reading the New King James. Despisers of good, traitors, heady-minded. It says haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. But what's just the scary part? They'll have a form of godliness. They'll, 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 they'll look godly. They possibly lead churches and go to churches. And, and they, 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 they'll, they'll, they'll sing the songs. They'll do all of that stuff. But the Bible says from such. They'll deny the power of God. They deny the power of God. From such turn away. And I could quote denominations right now. And listen, I love these people. Don't think when I'm talking about Kenneth Copeland, Jesse DePlanis, I hate these people. These people need to get right with God. We need to pray for their salvation. Because they're filthy lucres, the Bible says. And I was reading, in, I think it's in, in Isaiah chapter 56. It said, the Bible calls them filthy dogs. They always desire and never have enough. Scratching off a of poor, innocent people that can't even make their light bills or their food bills. They would take, their, their, they would take the food from... Children that are hungry. Like Joyce Meyer said, it don't bother her. <laughs> what, if that, what if that family has, that food is to buy food for their kids? Clothes or shoes. It don't bother her. Greed. Greed. Lovers of money. It's about their own pocket. And God hates it. And I don't want to be a... <laughs> I wish I didn't have to talk about these people. Seriously, I honestly wish I could say they were saved. They're not saved. If they can honestly take someone's uh, last dollar when they're sitting with millions and millions and millions of dollars in a bank account, shame on them. They feed on the, on the, on the needy. They feed on the, on the gullible. They feed on those that are, you know, hurting there's a love of the money. Now watch. And they'll, they'll quote scripture, brothers. Sisters, listen to me. They'll get up and they'll, they'll, they'll preach and they'll say, God said, told me to tell you this. God said, no, God didn't talk to these people. I've been studying in, in Jeremiah about the way the society was in Jeremiah's day. They'd go to the temple, brother Blackie. They would say the temple of the Lord, the temple, the church of Christ, so to speak, in our day. And yet they'd go back home and they'd live ungodly lives. And the Bible is very clear. Amend your ways. Turn from your sinful ways. Repent and I'll spare you. These were leaders. These were supposed to be the ones that were teaching the ways of God. In the days of Jeremiah, Jeremiah had a lot of heartache. And I'm telling you, you ought to read that book. They would lock him up, man. They'd throw him in the cesspool at times. <laughs> and they would, they would put him, they'd, they'd do everything. But he, 
And he would say, I'm not going to preach anymore. But he said, I can't help myself. Fire, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. He had to preach it. Right? Pride. Let me read you some scriptures, okay? Now, you, you, you just, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to paraphrase for the sake of time, okay? I'm going to tell you an honest truth. I take no pleasure in preaching stuff like this. Because I wish I could see the whole church is in good shape. We see it here. We see empty chairs. You know, sometimes it's full, got almost full. Sometimes it's, it's almost empty. But you know what? When the closer we're going to get to the end times, the closer we're going to get to Christ, and the hardest, they don't have, a, don't have too many places, you know, to sit. Because people are going to have to wake up and say, listen, we better get right with God. We better do what is right. Amen? Amen? Pride, the cancer that brought sin in this world. Satan started the whole mess. Satan brought the first sin and rebellion against God. And the, one, the sin that he committed was pride. It says, if you're reading a, a Proverbs, just let me read it to you for, for the sake. Proverbs 16, 18, pride go before destruction and a haughtiness before a fall. That word haughty means arrogance. And what that word is really emphasized, uh, arrogance, superiority, superiority. So when you say superiority, it means control. When you think a person has superiority, he's in control. He, he's arrogant or she's arrogant. She wants to dominate or he wants to dominate. And my Bible says God hates it. If you read Proverbs chapter 11, verse 2, when pride cometh, then cometh shame. Shame cometh to those that are prideful. Listen, you don't have to be some big preacher to be prideful. You could be sitting in this church and be prideful. You could be, you could be a, a, a father or a husband, a wife, a children. Pride comes before a fall. Don't let your name, don't just let yourself be lifted up. The Bible is very clear. If somebody's going to exalt you, let somebody else do it. But don't exalt yourself. Pride is dangerous. Pride is evil. Listen, when I got, let me tell you something, bro. When God smote me, I felt about as dirty. I felt like Paul said in Romans 7, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am. I said, I felt so wretched, so miserable. How could I let that? I didn't even think it was in me. But sometimes God has to allow things to come out to show us our true heart, right? Every one of us in this room has dealt with pride. Listen, I'm going to tell you what pride is. Pride is self-exhortation. And pride is self-righteousness. When pride has to be the one, the person has to be the one noticed. I've watched it happen so many times. Y'all know what I'm talking about. People have come around and they, they, they sit there and, and, and after a while they think they're supposed to be some deacons or, or elders or pastors. And they think they're supposed to be the voices to be heard. Let me tell you something. Where are they today? Brother Mike, you've been here a while. All of us been, where are they, Sister Juanita? Where's all those, those people that thought they were something great? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. You know, as far as I'll give an example, my mother. My 
because of her mm -hmm. pride. Now, if she sees that as being in an error of her own way, is she forgiven of her? If she repents, yeah. Pride, pride is a forgivable sin. But it's a dangerous sin. It's probably the most dangerous sins out there. Yeah, anybody that... Listen, I, when, when, I had to, when I had to deal with it, just because pride comes, that don't mean you lost. You notice it and you repent of it. I had to make a decision that I had to repent of it. It was, it was something that I, I didn't know. <laughs> Watch, I didn't, it just came out. But I'm being changed every day. You're being changed. We've been refined every day. Listen, we're saved, but we're being saved. <laughs> you ever heard that saying? We're being changed every day. We started a race, and we're going to finish it one day. It don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says. But when he comes, we're going to be like him. Because before Jesus comes back, there's a devil between you and, and, and heaven that's going to try to dethrone you. See, that's the thing with a lot of people. They're, they're the, the pride keeps them from understanding the ways of God. Because correction, I, listen, I've gotten corrected a lot of times, and thank God for it. I had people tell me that it ain't right. Well, let's, I, I, thank God. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I listened every time, but it took a little time before God got this thing out of me. And we're learning every day. Pride destroys the Spirit of God in your life. Because God's not going to share His glory with your pride, and He's not going to share it with nobody else's pride, or He's going to share it with a church or a denomination. It's God gets the glory. The only one that needs glory, the one that deserves glory, is the Lord. Come on, somebody. I said, the only one that deserves glory is the Lord. I thank God He uses me. Praise God. I thank God He even chose me. Why would He be mindful of to pick a little levy rat? Praise God. How could He use somebody like me? <laughs> but He did. I didn't make that happen. All I had to do was surrender. Say, God, I'm a vessel that you can use. Amen. And Lord, it's your ways. Listen, before I, I preach on Sunday morning, I got to make sure I know it's God's voice. I was here this morning just crying out to him. And you know what? I want to know what God has to say. Pride, before pride, when pride comes, come in shame. Proverbs 13.10 says, only by pride come in contention. What does that mean? You know, I've been coming to here alone, like almost most of my Christian life. I saw so many people argue about they should be this, and this one should be this, and that one should get their way, and that one should get their way. Jesus said, a house divided against itself will not stand. Amen. That's why we have the problems in Washington we have. Because nobody wants to agree. Everybody wants their way. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Y'all listen to me, praise God. Listen, you're going to be glad you hear that because you're going to go home and say, Lord, I want your way. Yeah. Praise God. Everybody wants their way. And it's destroying our nation. And it's destroying the church. Right. Somebody might get it. Well, you know what? Mama and Daddy started this church. So I got a voice. No, you don't. God's, this, this is God's church. Come on. God's the voice, Right? And that's the problem we have, praise God. We, we're trying to put ourselves above God's voice. 
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Y'all going to be glad when I'm finished today. <laughs> Listen, praise God. Listen, it's the truth. <laughs> Contention comes because of pride. People argue because of pride. Churches are divided because of pride. Houses are divided because of pride. Husbands and wives are divided because of pride. Oh, Lord. I don't like to preach. <laughs> Matter of fact, I had, I had two messages, and uh, I was wrestling with this stuff. Right? <laughs> but contention comes because of James 4, 6. God resisted the proud. Now watch. You go read it for yourself in James chapter 4, verse 6. God doesn't accept the pride. Y'all, God doesn't accept the prideful. God doesn't want to acknowledge the prideful. He says he resisted, but he gave grace unto the humble. <laughs> That's what the Bible teaches. He gave grace unto the humble. Lord, please make me humble. <laughs> if you want to hear from God, get your pride out of the way. Get what you think out of the way. Stop trying to be the last word in, a, in an argument. My Lord, you're, you're better get. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> stop trying to have the last say. And say, God, it's in your hands. It's in your hands. Come on, somebody. It's in your hands. God resists the proud. Don't go to God with your bragatory attitude. Say, God, I'm this, and I'm, you know how I help the church, and I grow, and I do this, and I grow. Hell on that. You don't need it. God don't want to hear that. <laughs> Listen, I learned when I started pastoring this church, it's just not up here preaching. Me, I got to be the plumber, the electrician, the AC man. My wife has to clean the toilet. We got to come over here and fix the porches and fix the, the things. I learned about that. God will keep you humble doing that stuff. <laughs> Seriously, I thought I was going to just be the preacher. <laughs> no, you're much more. You're going to learn to get on the bottom sometime. I had to crawl under that porch the other day. Big man like I am. <laughs> Listen, it was falling. <laughs> And I said, I had to go on there and get on there. I was like this. And I had to pry it up. Brace it off so it don't fall through. And then you know what? When I go home, I got a bad shoulder, brother. And I'm going to tell you what, I feel it. <laughs> Listen, it ain't fun. But when you have a love for something, Brother Blackie, <laughs> come on, somebody. When you have a love for people, a love for a ministry, a love for, for a work of God. Listen, my wife will tell you, she's, she's having to rub my shoulders. She, I'm in the back. I got a thing on my shower, a massaging deal. I got to put that thing on my arm. Man, listen, it, it don't feel good. Because I love this place. <laughs> and I love the people. You know, when I left a little while, black, I thought about this place almost every day, the love for the people here. I grew up in the Lord. So somebody knows what I'm talking about. She was here. Amen. The love for the people. Some of them are going to meet the Lord, a lot of them. But, I mean, just a love for the ministry, the love for the people. And I just thought about it just about every day. And you know what? God knew my heart. <laughs> Nobody knew. My wife knew. I would talk to her about it. But just burdened. For, for something. 
Pride is resisted. God resisted the proud. So if you're looking to be accepted by God, don't, don't be prideful. Right? In, in a, a Proverbs, again, 29, verse 22, says, a man's pride shall bring him low. Come on, when a man's trying to bring himself high, God says his pride will bring him low. What, what does that mean? Just to, Listen, we think we're something. I am nothing. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I tell you that a lot. I said, you know how big this thing we call God is? You know what kind of glory he possesses? The majesty of his power and his glory. When I think about all his creation, all these things that he made, the glory. Listen, I tell you, it ain't nothing. I, can, I can't even create a speck of dust. You know what I'm saying? When men get up there and say, oh, we're equal with God. These men, I'm telling you, can't even make a blade of grass. Can't speak life into Dead bodies. They can't do none of that stuff. They ain't going to do anything like that without the power of God in their life. Amen. But if it's to glorify themselves, they can't do it. They don't, they don't have the, the ability to, the, the, to know the mind of God. Do you, ever, do you ever think about the mind of God? What is God thinking? <laughs> what is he? What is, what, 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 listen, there's no way to figure this thing out. You, this, this thing we call God is powerful, man. And his glory exceeds the cosmos. And everything he does is by his word. And we could say, well, I'm equal with him. Oh, please, come on. (laughs) Can you see the angels laughing at these fools? (laughs) Hey, come on, Gabriel, come see. Uh, Listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm God. I'm like God. I'm equal with God. Come on, listen. Okay, I gotta get back to my. <laughs> you know, I like to bring out this because it makes me feel about this small. When I think that light moves at 186,000 miles per second, listen, as quick as you can snap your finger, light can go around the whole earth. To get about from the set at Blantown, because to get from the sun to the earth, light has to travel about eight minutes. To get from the sun to the earth, from the sun to the earth, at 186,000 miles per second—that's fast. That's fast. <laughs> the nearest star to us, Alpha Centauri. What you see, the nearest star is our solar system, 186,000 miles per second for four years before light can even reach it. To cross the Milky Way, our solar system sits 100 million years. If light was traveling from one end of the Milky Way to the other. <laughs> they say you can hold a penny up arm length on a certain part of the sky or, or, or even a grain of sand. You could cover about 1,500 galaxies bigger than ours. <laughs> and what they're seeing, that's the beginning. That's only the beginning Amen. of what they can't see. Who's God? It ain't us. <laughs> Listen. What is he even mindful? You quote what? That he's even mindful of us. That we even should be called his sons and daughters. What man of love has the Father bestowed upon us? I don't understand it. Seriously. We talk about the love of God like we got it all figured out. We don't got it all figured out. 
He is God. He is God. When we start pushing ourselves above than what we are, the Bible says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Don't puff yourself up. Because the, 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 the creative universe took time to die for your sins. I can't, listen, explain that to me. He's coming down, sins, he came in the form of his son and died on an old cross, crucified by his own creation. You ever stop? You know, the, the creator of the universe died in your place. Took your place. And gave his life for us. Let me read this to you. In Romans chapter 12 verse 3. You need to go read this stuff. Not to think of yourself or himself more highly than the author. What was God telling? Uh, the Holy Ghost was telling us. He says, you're nothing without Jesus. Don't puff yourself up. Don't make yourself something you're not. Surely don't call yourself equal with God. That's stupid. Listen, when I wake up in the morning, I got to depend on his power and grace to make it through the day. I don't know where I'd be without him. I don't know what my life would be like without him. Because he had to come and straighten my life out. He had to come and straighten your life out. Amen. Listen, we spend millions of dollars on Alcohol Anonymous. And you never delivered. They still say you're always going to be an alcoholic. I am not an alcoholic. I am not, I am not living in sin. I am not bound by this, the, the, the ways of darkness because of Jesus. Right? Amen. I have been delivered. I've been set free by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of his testimony. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Proverbs says this, and I'm going to go back to Proverbs. Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. I didn't write this. <laughs> I just put it on a piece of paper. But everybody that's proud in heart, everybody that seeks glory, everybody that seeks worship for themselves is an abomination. You know that word abomination? God hates it. God hates it. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. In Proverbs it says, God hates he that so discard among the brethren. You never hear preachers talk about God's hate. <laughs> you notice that? But if you go read Proverbs, it makes it very clear the things God hates. God hates he that shed an innocent blood. God hates a lying tongue. God hates a proud look. That's what my Bible says. Go look up the word hate in your Bible and see how many times the things that God hates. And you're going to see what I'm talking about. So when you think about getting prideful, remember God hates it. Amen. And I sure don't want to be on his, his bad side. Black. The Bible says he's a consuming fire. He's a, he's a God of judgment. Amen. When I sat down and watched our own president endorse wickedness like he did the other day with this homosexual movement, put a gay flag right between the American flag and the White House ground, and they were, you know, I, they were actually stripping for his, their entertainment. These LGB homosexuals. God hates it. God said, don't let a man lie with him. Another man is laid with a woman. It's an abomination. God hates it. 
Love the people, man. You pray for these people to get out of this. Because they're going to burn in hell one day. You hear what I'm saying? But God hates it. He said, don't let a man put on a woman's garment as he do, uh, do it a woman. God hates it. Go read the laws. Of, see, people say, that's the whole that was the character of God, Blackie. That was telling you what God doesn't want. And God hates. These are strong preaching, but it's the truth. Don't, don't get off into this look at me attitude. Look how great. Look, 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 no, you, listen, I'm nothing up here. Praise God. I, I couldn't have, open having a mouth even without the Holy Ghost present. Right? I'm almost finished. Praise God. <laughs> Somebody say amen. I'll just something. <laughs> It says the thing that God, it says everyone that is proud is an abomination in the eyes of the Lord. Proverbs 8.13 says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the way, evil way. Arrogance, pride. These things are dangerous. These things are something God doesn't want in our lives. He doesn't want us to follow the ways of pride. Pride will destroy you. And listen to me good. I'm going to say that again. Pride will destroy you. It will separate you from God. Because the only thing that deserves glory in this universe is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which are one in Christ, one in the Father. Without these, without God's grace, you are, you are doomed. Without his mercy, he says his mercies are new every day. Without his hope, without his, his love for you, without his hand over your life, you will not see heaven. And pride will take you as far away from God as you, you, you need to go. When you sense a spirit of pride... Stop yourself. And I want you to do this. You're going to find out a lot about yourself. Because you, I like I have. Stop yourself and say, God hates this. My Lord. Come on. God hates it. God hates a man exalting himself above that which he is supposed to. That's the biggest thing we have. And it's happened, and we've all, we've all been through it. I've been through it. You've been through it. It's trying not to put yourself in a praise position, right? Yeah. There was a man in the Bible that says, Jesus was talking about a wedding. A certain man went to this wedding, and he sought the high seat. He went in, a, you know, he got and And, he, he, and what, what it was when he was invited to a wedding, they had a special place for those in, a, you know, in, I guess power or authority or whatever. And one man went there and he, he went to seek the high seat. But when the man that was having the wedding saw him or the feast, went and pulled him down and put him in a lower seat. Yep. He said, you don't seek, let God put you there. Right. Let God put you in the place you can be noticed. But never say in your heart, I got here by my own power. Nebuchadnezzar wanted to do let me tell you, so you ever read the, the, you ever read the story of the kings in 1st and, 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 and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles? Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, he was ruling the world, man. He, he had everything under his hand. 
And he started saying this, Black. He started saying, look what I built. Nebuchadnezzar said, look the kingdom that I built. And the spirit of God came on him. And he became dumb. And he had to eat grass like a cow in the field for seven years. Because he took glory that wasn't his. Now, if you don't feel like eating grass like a cow, you better, you better stop. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Seven years old Nebi had to stay in the, in, in the field like a cow. The dew, his hair got long. He, 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 he was crawling on his fours like a, eating grass like a cow. Stop lifting yourself up. If you're going to get any praise, let somebody else do it. Because when people come to me and say, like, I enjoyed that message, but Lane, bless me. Thank you. Amen. I'm encouraged. If, it, if it's encouraging you, then fine. If it puts you on a pedestal where you don't belong, come down. I know this is strong this morning. <laughs> but I know God is trying to speak to us. As a church, this church is going to grow. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, but we're not going to grow in our own efforts. We're going to grow in the power of the Holy Spirit. This, I told somebody a while back, I said, you know what? If the Holy Spirit is not in the church, it's not God's church, right? If it can't manifest itself and it's restricted, God is nowhere around it. Because the Holy Spirit has to be manifested. The Holy Spirit, right? Okay. Uh, we uh, I want you to stand up a minute, praise God. Sometimes God seems far away. Listen, I, I hate that feeling. I hate when I'm praying and then I'm struggling. And I hate it because I want to be next to him, praise God. I want to hear his voice. And it's, it's, it's always easy. I'm not talking about a religious feeling. <laughs> Lord, you see, Lord, you seem so far away. Me and miles and more it feels today. Though I haven't lost my faith, must confess right now. It's hard for me to pray. Cause I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. As you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pain, I will sing. I will pray, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. Lord, it's hard for me to see all the thoughts and plans you have for me.
I will put my trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Because I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. As you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest hours, through the sorrows and the pains, I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. my hands to honor you because your word is true i will sing yes lord sing how many want to trust him this morning praise god trust his word Trust is sacrifice. It's not about you. It's about God and His grace and His mercy through Jesus Christ. I will sing. I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you. Because your word is true. I will sing. I will praise. Lift my hands to honor you. Because your word is true, I will sing. How many glad you're saved this morning? How many glad you're going to heaven this morning? <laughs> Who did that for you? His name is Jesus, right? Lord, it's hard for me to see. All the thoughts and plans you have for me. I will put my trust in you, knowing that you died to set me free. Cause I don't know what to say, and I don't know where to start. As you give the grace with all that's in my heart, I will sing, I will praise, even in my darkest hours, through sorrows and the pains, I will sing, I will praise, lift my hands to honor you, because your word is true, I will sing. <laughs> what a good God we serve, amen? When the times get dark, sing. <laughs> when the hard times get hard, sing. <laughs> when God seems a million miles off, sing. Somebody say this morning, God, you're a good God. Amen. God bless you. Amen. You have a good day. I thank God for today. It was a good. Amen. Praise God. I've learned a lesson this morning. I don't know about you, but I've learned something. That I'm going to give God glory. <laughs> and for His glory is going to be His blessings. 
If you want the blessings of God, give God praise and glory. God bless you. Have a good day. Praise God.